another episode of the cool, 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 down for the whole fool that is. Today we've got everyone in the house, we've got Coach Nick, the coach of uh, the Tuck student side, and now, from what I've just said, just, I think this is just coming in, he's also, what, assistant coach of the first team now, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I would, uh, I'm not. I'm not officially an assistant coach, but I will be working with the team in a coaching capacity. So, if you want to call it that, uh, I won't say no. But yeah, I'm super stoked to be working <laughs> with the professionals. You know, try and help them. You know, get up the table, uh, and if I can assist them, that will be great. Uh, I probably won't be at match day with them because I'll have my own team. But yeah, midweek and coaching the players that don't make the match day squad will be my sort of job description. So happy with it. And hopefully we can we can see some good results. All right, try right, right. That's great news. Congratulations. And then we've also got Dengasaurus, one of the Dengonator, aka the mascot stand in there for Arsenal. Arsenal had a bit of a tricky weekend there, Wonga Dings. It wasn't yes. tricky. The, the rest made it tricky for us. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. In the bottom corner, we've got Mossa, the Tooth Fairy, Al Magico, the Chelsea Tooth Fairy. I don't know, you guys, one day you're going to have to sit down with him just so he can tell you why he's called the Tooth Fairy. And that's largely, I mean, he's, he claims it's quite it's a, a long word. story, Claude. Yeah, long story. And then we've also got, of course, if, if Mourinho was English, a lot shorter and just intolerant. He'll be Matinho then, of course. Thank you for joining us today, Matinho. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? I'm loving the introductions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my mic's loading. So thank you for spotting that. Whoever said, is my sound sounding better? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, yeah that's much better. better. It does. Yeah, so it sounds like the changes were real. Bro. Are we good? Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, it was an interesting week of football. But before we kick off with the Premier League results, there was some big news that came out yesterday, and that was Sundowns and Tucks collaborating and the potential that is behind this sort of statement. So seeing as we do have Nick in the house, we are hoping Nick could give us the ins and outs as to what may or may not be happening if you're allowed to say. We know you're not Liverpool FC, so we know we don't have to prove any questions before asking you. Yeah, I think I think this has been, from what I understand, this has been in the pipeline for a long, long time. Um, I think a lot of you that have been at Tux or have actually sort of played there, uh, you can testify that it's probably, in terms of Africa, I don't see any other facility matching it um i mean the, yeah. the facility has 10 football fields they have two gyms they have the disposal of that have the disposal of all the sports science and and rehabilitation um at the facility so i i personally think there's an opportunity for sundowns to to sort of take advantage of that but to better engage the 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 wider sort of twine region um, in in sort of their social responsibility project, I think obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna put money into a program where they're not gonna get anything out of it. I do foresee the academy sides making use of the facility, uh, potentially growing their, their their broader youth system, um, and then you know I, I don't know the ins and outs in terms of what what figures are there. I don't know what control they have on the club specifically. I think we will find out in the next couple of days. But it's obviously a very exciting sort of initiative uh, to, to be rubbing shoulders with 
sort of sundowns and their their coaching staff and administrators. Um, from what I understand is we are going to to learn from them, which is which is always great. Um, they they have proven that they are the best, uh, if not in South Africa, maybe in Africa, um, in terms of what they've developed and and potentially pushing Al Ahly all the way uh, in terms of the the African continent. Uh, so, yeah, I think for Pretoria and Tuane itself, I think it is a great collaboration where they can feed off what the university has um, in terms of ex- expertise. And then I think for us as a football club, we get to to engage one of the best in in South Africa and if not the continent. Nick, I echo that sentiment that Matt, it's been Matt. something that has been going on in the pipelines for quite some time because I remember when we were growing up playing for the tax, like uh, academy structures, club structures, there were uh, several murmurs about uh, potentially sundowns coming in to, to either take over their facilities, purchase them outright and use them for themselves, or kind of like uh, do like a field share type of arrangement where they come in and actually yeah. use the space as they use yeah, I think I think if you look at it, now, I, th- I think if you look at so I think if you look at it, I mean if you look at football clubs in South Africa, there's not many of them that have their own training facility. Uh, I mean, you look at Orlando Pirates; um, they use Rand Stadium. I think uh, Naturina actually only became prominent in the last ten years. Klokop's been there also, but I think probably from the early 2000s. So, in terms of your, I mean, your your your. Uh, training facilities, your own stadiums. I think there, there's always been a shortfall in South African football. Um, and this is all, obviously another piggyback sort of, I would say another piggyback sort of situation. But when you've got Patrice Mutsepe's money, um, you can do whatever you want. Um, I don't think Tux would ever say no to this because I think there is a possibility for us to grow our own program, collaborating with a big club like Sundown. So um, from what I understand from the press release, there will be their reserve team training um, at our facility and playing their home matches here. From what I understand, their first team might make use of our stadium, uh, which is, uh, I think, a very much, uh, it's, it's a very a very cool stadium in terms of football. It's it's not your 60,000, 70,000-seater stadium. You'll pack that stadium out. You'll get about 20,000 fans in there. And I think that's the sort of level um, that, that the PSL need to be looking at in terms of getting crowds in, making it, making it look like a... a a glamorous product on TV because right now you go to Lucas Marepia Stadium and only one stand is is, is maybe half full. Uh, so yeah. I think those sorts of initiatives, um, I think Tux is also closer to Mamalodi. It's Mamalodi Sundowns. It's not, mm. uh, uh, I know their they, they history does start off in the West where Attridgeville was their home. But, you know, to, to bring in the broader community of Mamalodi, I think it is easier for them to, to, to have that connection with Tuck. So I think there will be a use to the facilities. I think they'll be rubbing shoulders in terms of our sports science departments. Um, and then also, you know, I think there will be a possibility of getting there. I've had a meeting uh, with the Sundowns youth um, about potentially getting some of their players into study um, in, in the next next couple of years. I was hopeful to get a few in now this year, but unfortunately their marks weren't good enough. So I think they're trying to fix certain processes which they've probably skipped in the past um, and then working with it, an institution like ours you know I can give you an example my boys uh, that I coached in 19 last year uh, everyone passed everyone got university entrance 
Um, I looked at Sundown's players specifically. Um, I think only two or three got in. So there's a bit of a bridge to, to gap there um, in terms of, you know, not just having a footballer, um, but having a footballer who can actually also do something else with his life. It's a very exciting initiative, man. Yeah, Nick. Uh, yep. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, man. I mean, on paper, it seems fantastic. It's just a curious. It's it's a case of for Tux as a football club and possible professional aspirations, whether or not those are there. Maybe this is just a lucrative, too lucrative of a deal to turn down. Where they're getting paid for facility usage and possible collaboration with cross pollinating the players, like you said. But from the aspirations of the football club. Is it something we got to worry about in the sense that because if Tux do have any good talent like that you guys might be wanting to bring up or in the case of the first team, you have one or two good players. Sundowns are there all the time. The possibility of them signing, they're going to have pretty much few, yeah. uh, first right to refusal and signing the players. So you're going to lose them quickly. And I don't see the yeah. Tux board being opposed to that either. That's, that's the question. So aspirations of a football yeah. club. I mean, that's, that's the question I've got for you. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't personally know. Listen, I, I can't speak from my position, um, but I think personally, you know, I've I've had my views on how the club should be run. Um, I feel that how we were in the past, I'd say when we were breaking into the PSL, potentially challenging for the NFD initially, we were a, 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 a ground for you know producing youth players and 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 making money off them. So I think that's the status of our football club and what we should aspire to. I think we should be developing with our youth system the best players possible to make our first team and potentially make a profit off them. And then the cycle mm -hmm. should continue. So I don't see sundowns. I mean, obviously, there would be an agreement where, you know, there's further money exchange if players are moving across, uh, across the river, if you want to call it that. Um, but I, I, I personally don't think you know, Tux are in a position to say that they're going to challenge for the PSL in the next 10 years. Um, I don't see us. I think that we should be going down a different avenue where we supply in South African football with the best players. Not to say that we don't have the capability to get into the PSL, but, you know, there are three big players in that PSL, maybe four with your super sports, your, super, uh, your, your sundowns, pirates and chiefs. You can't compete with the money that they're talking about. So, you know, you've got to also humble yourself down and, 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 and find your place. And I personally think that, that Tux have a great opportunity here, mixing with the best, you know, learning from the best, potentially having access to some of their fringe players, um, getting ourselves into a position where maybe we get promoted. And, you know, if our best players go on to play for Sundowns, I, I, me as a youth coach or, or a development coach, I wouldn't, I would, wouldn't bat an eyelid. I would be the happiest coach in the world to see one of my players one day playing for Sundowns. Do you guys think that if the Sundowns fans and stuff are coming into the, the grounds now, and they're using that, that facility as a match day uh, venue, do you think Tux will somehow benefit with that? So some of the fans might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is kind of like a feeder club. Let's stick around and support I'm a Tux boys. You guys think that's a possibility? Because if so, potentially. I mean, potentially, yeah. potentially. Yeah, I, I think there's been there's been talk in the past that, um, you know, maybe you know, Sundowns wanted Amatux, you know, as sort of a, a feeder or a reserve team. So you know, if if their players aren't ready, they go and play professional football, but just in a league below, 
um, and and that's sort of the feeder into it. I I, I have no idea. Um, the, the collaboration is a five-year collaboration. You've seen these collaborations disappear after five years and you never hear from it again. So I think the proof will be in the pudding and, and I think a lot of things still need to be explained to all of us. Um, everything is speculation. I'm telling you what I know and, and a lot of the things I'm telling you is, is sort of speculation itself, you know. Um, just from our perspective as coaches, um, I wouldn't say we're skeptical, but I think we, there's a lot of questions we want answered and we... we we excited because I think there's an opportunity to learn and there's an opportunity to grow. And, you know, ideally, you know, you're putting yourself in a, in a framework where, you know, we, we have an opportunity to maybe impress our own bosses, but, you know, potentially the biggest team in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant opportunity for both staff and yeah. for players because, you know, you do get that uh, spotlight to be in the biggest team in South Africa and arguably Africa. Uh, at this point in time, yeah. and that's very exciting. Whether you're coming up the ranks or um, trying to break it into a professional mold, it's it's a perfect. No, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I think, I think, I think, I think it's the. Sorry, that point where you said that the, in terms of the the, the youngsters, um, um, in terms of uh, tax being, I mean, let's say, producing talent, and I mean, given or also, I mean that. I think that that works both ways. For it works well for the club and uh, for the players. If if they if that is their focus and their goal, then I mean, for them it's it's sort of limitless because players don't. I mean, soccer's played um, played everywhere around the world. I know with COVID now it's a bit difficult, but yeah. when you're over that, it's I mean the, you can take players. I mean, I know many guys looking to go to US, and there's also studying opportunities there as well. Um, mm. You also get um, most of the time. Most of the time, if the players are good enough. You get scholarship, um, helps the family out as well. So yeah, there's yeah. A, it's, it's a it's it's a, it's a lot of it's a it's a it's a big win-win situation if you if you if you trying to if that's what you're aiming for. I mean, I know like Benfica as well. Um, I went a couple of years back, and that's they they focus a lot on 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 the. On on the, on producing players, and I think I think a huge. I mean, that's I think that's their business actually. I mean, that's what they said. That's their business is producing players. Um, yes, mm -hmm. they got the the guys winning. They try to stay top um, of the log, but their focus is uh, producing their players. Um, and they they I mean they they're able to I mean I mean stay above because of that really. I think that's where maybe Tux should be focusing a lot more of their energy as opposed to like. Necessarily looking to compete with uh, Sundowns and the likes of the Big Four, Big Five in the country, in the PSL. Potentially, the University of Pretoria could focus on developing young stars that come into this uh, football fraternity and are qualified and yeah. are professional and are you know uh, elite yeah. performers on on all fronts, which would be exciting. Yeah, because you also have uh, like the sports science supporting it as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, um, I think what from what from what Patrice Motsepe had mentioned, I think also just sorry to just close off, is the opportunity to bring in kids from Mamelodi directly into the facility, um, mm -hmm. because there's no facilities. Well, there's facilities in Mamelodi, but there's no not not good enough facilities. And I mean, if you've got access to uh, two pitches, let alone ten pitches, you know, it's a it's a lottery for them. So if they can bust those kids in. They get coached. They go through a, a full program. There's a clear pathway to right now either an Amatux first team 
uh, an, a, a University of Pretoria Varsity Cup team or potentially a, a, a Sundowns first team. So I think, you know, if they can really, if they can put their, their, their money where their mouth is and, and sort of deliver, you know, there's an opportunity for young kids and, and hopefully the benefit of, of it will be seen soon. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, that's some good news. Uh, what, one last thing, though. Matt asked before if um, you were actually late for the show because they were busy fitting out a new Sundance tracksuit on, on you then, Nick. Is that, is that something? <laughs> uh, very, very far from that. Very far from that. I need to – I've got a lot of work to do. I, I, we drew our first league game, so I was a little bit disappointed with that. So I think if we can get off to a win, uh, get four points, uh, win on, on Saturday – I need to just focus on my job and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, but right now, obviously, focused on, on the job at hand. I've got three trophies to win and hopefully I can win them. Yeah, oh, you better. Exactly you that. better. Otherwise, you're not coming back on this show. All right. Let's talk about someone who's... <laughs> but Steve, Steve Bruce might take care of that part. <laughs> all right uh, a team that isn't winning trophies right now on the first game that we're going to talk about because there's an early kickoff on saturday burnley one one versus arsenal there Wonga, a lot happened in the game a lot of arsenal fans not happy what are your overall thoughts in terms of how they played the players and everything pretty much the refereeing Look, decisions i mean when we, we started the game i think we started well um like I said before, in fact, let me start with this. We started well, and then, you know, we'll, 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 I mean, I'd, I'd say you're dominating the game. I mean, I was saying, oh, geez, thank you. This is going exactly. Wow. <laughs> we lost him. Exactly. Exactly how exactly you wanted how it to go. Yeah. <laughs> like an awesome game. Uh, exactly that, yeah. Then, um, goodness me, Shaka, uh, who knows what he was thinking. Um, just trying to be too smart. Hey, it's just thinking about it again. It's just, it's, it's just frustrating. I mean, the one, the one, the one, uh, the one lady, um, 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 first time I saw, I don't know what her name was. I just saw a quick snippet on the Sky Sports Instagram. The lady was saying that she was about to tell the guys that, um, when they, when they turned over to her, she was about to tell them that, you know, us not dominating, they're looking good. And then Shaka <laughs> literally passed the ball to the. I mean, it was a lucky, it was a lucky deflection, but I mean, that, that pass was murder. Um, going right across your goals, um, not being sure about it, trying to be fancy about it on your weaker foot. Um, that, that was that was that was just murder. Um, and I think from there, it just it killed us. You know, um, um, we can. Well, like, can where, I where, challenge you? Where, yeah, where, where's the bounce? Can I challenge you? Yes. My my problem, my problem, my problem starts with the goalkeeper, because that man is being pressed, <laughs> and he's about to run. He's about to run into his into his own small box. Why is the keeper oh. even risking it? I, I don't understand. You guys have been no, caught out already this season. You know what I mean? No, that ball needs no, to just go into one of the fullbacks or into one of the wingers. You know, Shaka has that moment oh, of flipping madness. I understand. It is also his mistake. You know, that guy's getting pressed so tightly. You know, the only pass he can really make is probably back to the goalkeeper. But like I said to you, he was so close to the goalkeeper already. I don't know. I, I thought Leno could have done better. Oh, but sorry, I agree with sorry, you. Man United. <laughs> the invasion oh has, has arrived. The invasion. <laughs> right, sorry, 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 guys. Sorry, 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 Nick. Sorry, sorry. sorry. You can't really get to anywhere. Sorry, guys. 
I was in a presentation. <laughs> I was in a presentation giving my my two, my, my two cents about money, <laughs> and I felt bad that I could see the time, and I was like, "I'm talking a bit too much. Can I speak faster, or am I like cut what I'm gonna say?" But also, what I had to say to these people, especially after a winning weekend like the one you've had, so yeah, you need man, all so, the time so, you can get you. So, so, so it was, uh, it was, it was, it was uh, people who just started working, and I was just trying to advise them on. On, on, on finances and you know I mean? but but yeah Nick uh, are you getting relegated hey bro it's hot here very hot here we're talking about Arsenal yes it's juggling man oh, um, so like... I thought I heard Nick speaking up like it's Newcastle man no I didn't nah, nah, I had an opinion um, I had an opinion I, I agree with you Nick I, I, I do agree with you Nick um, that yeah that, that does definitely start with um, with uh, with you know um, you should have. Um, I mean, to be honest, you should just got rid of it. You know, what what you lose, just at least you, you're yeah. not conceding a goal. You up one 0 up. Um, but then, I mean, and also looking at William, also didn't have a bad game. Um, I mean, William also he's. Uh, I mean, I've also been critical about him, um, but I'm just accepting. I mean, he is what he is. Um, he says he's got five assists. Um, so I think phew, uh, it's not it's not what I wanted out of him, but I mean, it, it is what it is. But then now the penalty decision, and I, folks, I, I know we can go on this forever. I can go about VAR, uh, <laughs> but for you, don't me, even it's, need, it's, you don't need VAR look, for that one. That was blatant. The Oak sticks his arm yeah. up and he's going to. That was one of the most There's, blatant things I've seen. I don't know why are you shaking your head there, Matt. You saying you're disagreeing with that? No, because it's 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 like when Spurs drops all those games, like oh, like against Newcastle, we were we were also done by a weird, you know, the 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 exact rule of the handball or whatever, but. You make your own luck. You shouldn't be in a position where a lucky pe- yeah. a lucky goal with, you know, or you're relying on a VIR decision against Burnley. You know, like no. this is where you, you've got to kind of take but, responsibility and be like, yeah, it's, it's a bad decision and it affected this particular game, but you should never yeah. be in that position. Arsenal was so dominant. The first 20 minutes just looked like it was going to be one-way traffic, just yeah. like Spurs against Burnley. We, you know, we came away from that game 4-0. And you're just thinking, what, what's gone wrong here? What's, why are they not killing games out? And it's almost like, I watch those games and it always, it felt like for most of the season, most Arsenal games, it doesn't seem like the, the players really listen to Arteta. He <laughs> seems to have a really good game plan and they go out there and then it's like something goes wrong and then they all just wander off and do whatever they want. It's yeah, like, they capitulate. Just, you see, you see, yeah, like, you know, Jack will be like, well, I'm bored now, so I'm going to go kick someone. And, you know, they've they got too many players who don't stick to the game plan. They just want to run around and do their thing. It's, it's, I mean, how can it be tough for them to up. not come back in that type of a situation? You know, they've, created the opportunity for Burnley and they don't have that bounce back effect where they come yeah. back and actually show some character. You know, it's like they see one thing go bad and then they decide to throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean for me for me, look, I think um look, like I like I, I mean the the decision itself, yeah, I guess the guys don't I mean from there it, everything goes down, you know, I mean we're dominating the I mean the first bit. But you can say like yeah we don't put yourself in that position. But for me, and I'm not, I'm not arguing. I mean, just for Arsenal's sake. But for me, it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous how one week Fulham get a penalty. It's just, it's, it's very confusing. I don't, I, like, you just don't understand how this thing works. Like one week Fulham um, said that they call it disallowed because, and the guy's hand is literally on his, on his thigh. Yeah. And then, the, 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 then, and then the last week, the one, the one. Um, I remember when Celo, when I, when I, when I, comp- I complained. And then Silo was, oh, I said that the guy didn't, um, the ref, why did he have to go check it? And then Silo said, no, the refs actually go check because last season they weren't, they were complaining about that. 
<laughs> then with Arsenal's one, handball, and the ref didn't go back and check, you know. Um, but it's, it's, mm. it's things like that. It's just, you, just, you just don't understand. I'm not saying in terms of, in terms of Arsenal, 100% I agree with you guys in terms of that we should have, even despite that decision, that's a game we should have won. I mean, based on the first yeah. 20 minutes, that's a game we should have yeah. cleaned up shop. But just, I mean, just yeah. I'm just saying we are on its own. It's, it's incredible. Like against but, Chelsea as well, they don't give the... Um, I, that one I can understand. You know, the guy's hand is out. I mean, they don't... They don't give because you're not too sure if it's really above your shoulder or not, so you can't give the penalty. But then Arsenal's one, there's no one else agrees with it. But just to retract it, though, this is the the same ref who sent off a Burnley player for the ball hitting the shoulder (laughs) in the same game. So I think his mind was all over the place with regards to like what he was doing, what he was giving up. But look at that. But look at that now. You see, now, for me, when when the the ball, when the the ref uh, gave the record, okay, I was... I, my cousin was just like, yo, it's a record, it's off. But I was like, and I saw the players also complaining. But I was, I was also like, sort of relaxed. I don't know why the players were going mad. I was like, look, they've got the VAR. Let them go check it, you know? And so they went to go yeah. check and they made the right decision. You know, that's why, that's why I was like, I don't know what the commotion is about. If he's wrong, then the guys will, over, will overturn it. And surely he was wrong. And I can understand the ball was flying at, at I mean, the kilometers. I mean, you can't really see where it really hits. At fast pace, it looked like it was a clear handball. The guy's last man on the line. He's probably thinking, but then the the VAR said no, that's not the case. But in our case, what happens? But, but, they go check was, and they're like, it didn't touch his hand. But that's the problem, and it's it's, it's 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 all about it's all about this whole. Um, the person who's looking at the VAR is a person. They're interpreting and say, "Hey, listen, Rafe, go and look at this. I think it may be you might have missed something. It's a handball." That rare, the person who's looking in the VAR booth, he doesn't think it's a it's a it's a handball. So then you're disadvantaged because the person interpre- interpreting is interpreting interpreting wrong, and you can't blame the ref because the ref doesn't think it's yes. or missed it. You know what I mean? So you have to blame the VAR yeah. person. And I feel like these VAR well. people are, the are refs, man. They're like they're also super conservative. They're not going to make uh, wild outlandish calls as their nature, like that other referee. Where they always ask their opinion, his opinion after the game. It's kind of Dermot, yeah. They always just echo. But Dermot, the you are Dermot. Dermot, Dermot, Dermot says the worst. Dermot says, Dermot they, they the said worst. that Dermot said he doesn't. He says, okay, no, it looks like a penalty. It looks like a penalty. What, what? But then he said the reason they didn't probably didn't give it was because of proximity. What, what are you? What are you? What are you saying? So you're telling me like he's <laughs> trying to get someone <laughs> to put the ball <laughs> on his chest? What are you saying? That's but a handball. But did he literally link in with his arm? That was the irony. Yes. Out of all the handballs this season, that was one where he's actually coming in, flying <laughs> with his arm. Like, it's bizarre. But okay, yes. enough talk of the VAR thing. Wanga, yeah. what I want to ask you is, the for the rest of the season for Arsenal, do you think it's a case of him possibly playing your shuckers and playing these other guys? And actually, let because let's be honest, man, what you're pushing for an eighth place, possibly you're... And I hear there's another league that they're starting. There's like... Champions League, Europa League, and then there's going to be something Europa elect or something other, some other bullshit. Europa Conference. 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 There we go. Yeah, yeah. Castle yeah, Light. Did you Europa see they? Did you see they tagged? Did you see they tagged Liverpool in that? They said, "Hey, Liverpool." If you go on their Twitter handle, they said, "Hey, Liverpool." <laughs> 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 Gonna be funny but, seeing Mbappe playing that to that elite. Yeah. <laughs> so going, going forward though, okay. I think money. so for me, I think like um you know, I've said it before, Shaka, like when he made the mistake. I mean, I've always said that his mistakes end up being maybe it's bad luck, I don't know, but I've never liked him. 
as, as a player, uh, you know. And he, they, he's, they said he's made eight mistakes leading to goals um, this season. Um, the most any player in the midfield, you know. And that's... Yeah, he's uh, not even a defender. I mean... Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. That's, that's very concerning <laughs> for me. And some of, the, some of the times I think even not even the mistakes, but sometimes like he could, you know, um, he could, you know, come back, but he's, he's too slow, you know, trying to cancel things How out. How many assists other people. has he got this but, season? <laughs> I don't know. He's made more goals for the opposition than he has for Arsenal. No, it's true. You know? He scores a free kick and then he tweets and he's like, guys, I'm the best. Everyone shut up. And then he does that and then he goes quiet. Yeah, I see. So for me, I think I, I, I Twitter, they, they definitely like uh, Shaka. They've always said he's in Tickle Park, blah, 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 blah. No, blah. I don't think Honestly, so. I think if Shaka. No, they've been. That's what they've said. No, they've said this is. These are his words. But, uh, I'm not, I'm no, not, no, no, no. Uh, but, but he's saying that. He's part. saying that because he's got no one else to play. I think Arsenal in a situation now, personally speaking, I think they need to write out the season. I actually, they don't want to qualify for this Europa, or whatever, whatever Nick said it was. You don't want to qualify for that. Let them. Let him play these players. Let them filter themselves out, so he can go to the board and be like, "Look what Shaka's doing. Yeah. He's shit. Look what Williams yeah. doing. It's not helping mm. me." Then he, so then he can actually say, look, you guys trust me. I know what I'm doing as a manager. You guys can see what I want to do. But the players aren't carrying out what I want them to do, like Mosa was saying. I think that's where Arsenal are right now. And that's what they need to do is just play it out and just flipping flog the players at the end of the season. That's what it is. Maybe, I don't also, know. It's a difficult one. Yeah, because look at the value needs... diminishing on those players. What are you going to sell Xhaka for at the end of the season? You wouldn't get a Steve Bruce for Xhaka. <laughs> 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 And you know you got also um, Pepe as well. So seventy-two, uh, you definitely know going to buy him, especially where he's he's uh, he's. I mean, look, he's he's going. Realistically, well how much is he worth? But how much is he worth? But how much? Yeah, how much is he worth? Now. Everyone, yeah. How much do you think? Yeah, Pepe. Jeez, I, how I mean, much I did you pay for this? You base these things on. I'll pay seventy-two already. So I'll pay him for Werner, Mosa. Thirty million pounds. No hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, at least at least at least Pepe hits but the back. Of the one, did you guys? At least Pepe hits the back of the net. Boys, Musa. Yeah, boys. Did you yeah, see? Fair, did you see that? Werner doesn't hit the that, back of the net. That suicidal. Did you see that yeah. suicidal miss by Pepe when the ball comes across his body and he uses his left foot? He's so one-footed. It's disgusting. Yeah. The yeah. ball comes in the six-yard box. He's got an open goal. An open goal, and he just needs to slot that with his yeah. right foot. It goes All in. He like completely that, fluffs it. Ninety percent of left foot would do that, though. Yeah. Nah, but you've got you 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 worth Messi. what seventy, eighty million pounds. Yeah, now, come Almiron, on, Almiron doesn't have a right foot to save his life. Yeah, but Almiron's <laughs> fighting a relegation battle. He doesn't play <laughs> awesome. And he didn't cost 72 million pounds. All right. So, so before we move on, Wonga, overall, your last thoughts on this game in particular, do you think it impacts them moving forward? Yes, it does. Uh, last time I said it, what we need is consistency. And then you go lose games like that. Um, and Shaka's been saying, no, he's doing well. And just after he said he's doing well. I mean, decision like that, for me, it's, it was clear. Just I understand they're not putting him under pressure. But if you're getting a ball like that, that's just hoof it away. Even go put him corner, bro. But, like, sorry, what, 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 about, what about Chambers tackling uh, Kavayos there at the end? Where you can win it. You, know you Chambers, can snatch it. Let me tell you. Chambers. <laughs> you I Chambers. your own man. <laughs> Chambers. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. But, I mean, they were, they were going through Arsenal saying who the good players were and what they chance were. Then Chambers, they said he's a good lad. That's how they started. Uh, he's a good lad. I mean, if that's, good lad. if that's what they're saying about you, he's a good lad. You know, soccer-wise, 
he it's not it's, it's it's late for him you know so and when like they came the, the, they put well, Champions on I was like oh good this. lord yeah. Burnley have actually got the better the better of you guys this past season huh? they've they've collected four points out of six yes yeah. they said sure was, sure sure and it was that thing yeah. who, who said I think uh, what's his name Richard was said it as well they said it, it would have been I can't know how many years uh, it is if the last time Burnley did a double over Arsenal probably in the 90s <laughs> it was a long time ago but they, they even said it before the game yeah. and always in the yeah, same yeah, things, yeah. things happen yeah. It's an things, Arsenal things thing. do happen. Oh. Things do happen, but it didn't really happen for Newcastle on the weekend. Celo, you can actually oh. do the introduction for this one. You can do it. You take it away. Take it away. Nah, guys. Garman, that match, guys. Devoid of quality. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Guys, the only quality <laughs> is, 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 is the only quality in that game is Pereira and that 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 um, big, I think he's Senegalese, big Senegalese striker for West Brom. Apart from that, that whole game had no quality at all. Poor, 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 poor. You wouldn't think those teams <laughs> are struggling relegation because no one was trying to take it by the scruff of the neck. Cool, I understand that Newcastle don't have their good players, but still, guys, come on, try do something, try go for it. Um, but but um, I think you, I think I think Newcastle would would. We would benefit from that striker from 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 West Brom, man. That guy, he's always there in the box. He's trying to do something. Jolinton, ah man, Jolinton. Ah, but they've got Andy Carroll, champ. Aye, man, come on, bro. We need to we need to, we need to, we need to go we need to move forward and not go backwards. You know what I mean? But but, but, uh, but it's it's not looking good for 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 Newcastle. But the only benefit that that there is for for Newcastle definitely is the fact that you're not the only team being. Being brought back into the relegation fight, so it's you, Brighton, Brighton. And, and 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 Burnley. And let's let's say those three yeah. teams are included with yeah. with obviously Fulham and West Brom. So those five well, teams. Southampton, are... Southampton aren't too far either. I mean, realistically, they're six Aye, points. Man. Southampton are six oh, points. Yeah, That's two games. No, man, they'll, they'll get okay, a couple. Man. They'll get a Their next game is Man City. The next game which, is Man City. Which 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 relegation team? About this team? We gotta check it. No, they got to eight points now. That draw gives them to thirty-eight. They've probably done enough to survive. Yeah, well, they've reached the mark. They've reached the mark. Yeah, they're on thirty-eight now. They 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 get to try again one more season. So uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, Wonga, do you know how many points you you are ahead of uh, Arsenal's on thirty-eight, and then Fulham's on twenty-six. So twelve points. Yeah. Wanga, you made it, sir. You made it. You made it. You're safe. (laughs) (laughs) You're safe. (laughs) You guys are safe. But yeah, Nick, what is the hope, Nick? Yeah, but listen, I can echo. I can listen. I echo your. I echo your. I echo your thoughts. Um, To be fair, um, maybe slightly biased, but if you look at the first half, I think Newcastle had all the chances. Uh, mm-hmm. Second half, probably West Brom had more chances. We p- probably could have killed the game off. We had a couple of one-on-ones, guys not squaring the ball when there's a flipping open man. Um, I mean, we the game plan to an extent worked. So we played with a diamond with two wide strikers and left them up. We gambled. We went 2v2 at the uh, West Brom were fine to go 2v2 at the back. And we would suck them in. And Willock, fortunately, he's a, he's a half-decent footballer. Him and Shelby would get on the ball and unleash these players. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have the quality up top to, 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 to make any difference, you know. Um, we don't put the ball away. And um, it comes back to hurt us because, you know, you Steve Bruce finishes the, his interview and he says that was a well-earned point. 
but then Fulham go and play at Anfield. Um, and was it at Anfield? It was at Anfield. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah, and right. show like they they fighting the, the, for their the they fighting Anfield. for their yeah, but they fighting for their lives. You know, they 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 showing that they want to stay in this league. But you know, yeah. we've got. Just there's just no sense of urgency, and he didn't want to change the system, so we made one sub, and then he put Andy Carroll on for 20 seconds. And for me, I just I think that's a kick in the teeth. You know, we do laugh about Andy Carroll, but if you actually watch when he gets on the on the field, he's the only one who's actually fighting because he's a supporter of the club. You know, yeah, maybe he is limited, but you know, you get the ball into the box, and he's going to give you something. What is given 20 seconds? What are you trying to get? You trying to earn a point away from home against a team that? That, that's conceded, that has a goal difference of minus 36. We haven't scored against Sheffield United and, and West Brom, who have the worst goal difference in the league. Behind mm-hmm. uh, Leeds are just behind them. Like, that is, mm-hmm. that is for me, that's inexcusable. Um, unfortunately, it's just looking more dire and dire because, because your Fulham, your F- Fulham's not losing at the moment. They, they're just on such a mm-hmm. good run. Um, and I thought Claudio would have fucking helped me. And I thought, Wonga, you would have helped me, but you guys didn't. Um, so no, on your own, the only person that helped you was, was Leicester, man. Yeah, but for me, the only, the only glimmer of hope we have now is we've got Villa at home who are, listen, they've had a good season, but they are up and down, to be fair. Um, you can catch him on their day. And then the game after that... Brighton away from home is a is a is huge, and then we've got you, Matt. We've got you at home. We've got you at home, and then we got Burnley the week after. So the next four games are going to be pivotal in our survival hopes because after that you got West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. So it's 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 looking really you really. Might get hard. something against Liverpool um, though. If it's an Anfield, you, you, you definitely will get a point yeah. minimum. Just to add quickly, um, it came out today, uh, the Sheffield Wednesday posted their financials for the, for the year or the season. And in that figure, which was a confidential figure, they published what we paid for Steve Bruce. Six and a half million pounds to get him out of his contract. Six and a half million pounds. Yo. You don't even you don't even pay that for some players. Um, Yo. It's, oh, it's, un, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. And can can I just ask you, you, your guys' opinion? If you've ever seen a manager that's won two games in seventeen and still keep his job, it's, it's yeah. I, I just don't understand it. It's mm. actually a joke. Yeah. It's actually they take him. The, the, the club is actually taking the push. <laughs> Yeah. Two games yeah, yeah. in 17 yeah, matches. They should, if you want to save a unbelievable. If you want to save the no, season, appoint, appoint that new assistant, man. Appoint him to yeah, so For me, for me, I said it already. I think how many games do we have left? 11 games or 12 games? 10, 10 or I, I think it might be too 10 or 11. I don't I think it might be too late. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what's better. I don't know if we stick or we stay uh, we stick with it or we we change. I I think it might be too late. Um, yeah, the only you, glimmer of hope is Brighton is just as bad as us. Brighton are just as bad as us. And I think Burnley Burnley will get sucked into it. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know. It's going to be a slog to the end. Um, I, I just hope they say Callum Wilson. I would play Callum Wilson half fit right now, you know, just to just to get <laughs> something. 
So what is it? Um, a muscle, a muscle because, injury or what? Yeah, it's a it's a hamstring injury or a quad injury, oh. something something like that. So uh, they say he might be back by the end of March. So that means possibly against uh, Burnley, uh, not Burnley against Brighton, um, and and potentially against Spurs. So I don't know. It's looking it's looking very very diresome, and I'm not. I I just don't see any hope. And Steve Bruce seems to think that everything's hunky dory when he's boxing with <laughs> players at the changing at the at the at the, at the training ground. I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand how he's he's robbing a career. He's absolutely robbing a career. It's disgusting. He man. is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So but, yeah, but, but that's my vent done. Who do you who, who do you guys who do you guys think will get relegated? So Sheffield, and who else, guys? West Brom. West I think Brom? West Brom. I think West Brom needed to beat us. I think and they. Who else? Yeah, I think. I just don't. I haven't been watching enough of Brighton, but Brighton's form is the worst out of all four of us. All three of nope. yeah. All they draw. Four of they, draw they draw too many games. <laughs> they, they, look, they look good, <laughs> and then they draw. I remember the game against Palace, right? They dominated that game. They dominated Palace. What does Palace do? Mm. Last kick of the game, across comes in Christian Benteke, top yeah. bins. And in two one they lose. <laughs> what, I, what I can tell you, what I can tell you, what I can tell you, what we have and what Fulham started to develop over the last couple of weeks is we've got an Everton performance in us. You know, we've we've competed yeah. with some of the bigger teams in the the teams that are doing well in the league. We've we've some somehow snatched like some half decent results here and there. So we've got that in our locker when our best players are playing. But unfortunately, yeah. we don't have our best players. So you're relying on Jollington to do absolutely fuck all week in, week out. You've got you you've got next to no chance. So I don't know. Pray for us, lads. Pray for us. That's great. <laughs> we want you back on the show next year, man. Yeah. I don't know. What nice I'm on the show, yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do, Claudio. You have a contingency plan, yeah? You're gonna have a Sky <laughs> Skybet <laughs> Championship uh, segment in this one. Yeah, I think the only thing funny is that if, if Newcastle get relegated, really the, the funnier thing would be the, the lads that started their own Brighton channel that's doing quite well, might I add. But um, if Brighton get relegated, really then they might be covering it from the, the Sky Bear Championship. So that would be quite funny, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Something is not funny for for me. Uh, funny for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the, six the straight the four, defeats? Yep. The fortress Anfield has fallen. It has fallen. Yeah, fallen. Yeah. Yeah. Who was guys. Call, who, who, you guys now the mentality midgets? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, setting no, records, you, you know. Matt, Matt, you'd recognize the mentality midgets, wouldn't you? Because it's your eye level, that one, eh? No? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm untouchable this weekend, mate. <laughs> hey, geez, no. No. <laughs> I think um, so. So you feel as tall as bells, what you're saying, then? Eh? That's kind of what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, no, guys, I think Liverpool at this moment in time, they are broken. They are broken side. I mean, when I'm looking at the pretty much the starting lineup, it's an interesting one. They've he's made changes to yeah. the team necessarily. So the changes were obviously for the the Champions League coming up, which is tomorrow, which fair enough, and also advised from his sports science team. 
I've got no problems with that. The only issue is when you're playing 4-3-3 and you're playing players in the system that doesn't really play to their strengths, I feel like that's the issue that I have. And I think when you're taking on a Fulham who is playing 4-4-2, why not just take them on man for man and see where you get up? I mean, the worst case the worst case scenario is you guys lose at Anfield. I mean, what? That's that's kind of what happened, right? So I think that first half, we had the two youngsters at centre-back. We had the um, Reese Williams and Phillips, and then we had Nico Williams on the right. So, I mean, young young defensive sort of setup. Um, obviously, they're capitalising on that right-hand side because Shakiri was playing far right. Shakiri wasn't coming back to help. So you kind of really isolated Nico Williams. And I thought, personally, um, Mo Salah was also isolated up front. They should have just played Jota up front with Mo Salah, supported the two, put Molnar on the right and flipping swung Shakiri out on the other way, playing more in the midfield on that side as opposed to you playing him top right of the front three. The man's got no pace. You're getting absolutely nothing. All we had was a long ball to Mo Salah. So from that perspective, my frustration was we weren't reacting to the scenario. And as a manager, you kind of need to, you need to get on it a little bit from that perspective. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, made, they came out second half. There was a bit more urgency. And the biggest issue for us, Obviously, the goal was scored from Mo Salah's mistake. Again, the irony is the guy bitches about getting taken off and then he makes a mistake that leads to the goal. But the biggest issue for me was, you know, we come out, we do all right, second half, we're creating some chances, it's looking good. We're actually going through, down through the middle. We're not reliant on the wings and anything like that. They make the changes, they bring on Trent and all of a sudden, we've got our David Beckham in the squad and everything has to go down the right and swing it in and it just gets cleared out every single time what we've been seeing for the last six or seven, eight weeks. I don't even know how many weeks. When the teams are sitting deep like that, we can't do anything else. We've got no other options. I mean, you completely nullify a seller. He's not technically as sharp or tight in the box. So you, you've got no pace that you're utilizing there. The same thing happens with Mane on the side when he comes on. So for me, it's like, oh, the club, look. Um, we tried starting goal lounge last season. Matt and I did a show. And before we covered that season, we spoke about you know, who could win the league realistically before Liverpool won the league. And obviously, clear favourites were Man City. And one of the things that we both agreed upon was that Liverpool, you know, given that they, they didn't have any injuries, given that they stuck together and it just worked out for them, they could challenge. And unfortunately, this season is kind of, they went for a gamble. They didn't sign one or two players that they probably needed to. They didn't have the preseason and the injuries that hit us. And now we've kind of become a bit of a victim of this scenario environment where every sort of little knock is taking a bigger psychological effect than what it should be doing. And the players aren't being able to pick themselves up. And that's currently where we are right now. So talk about a collapse. We completely, we are broken right now. So it's interesting. Our only benefit we have is tomorrow is the Champions League. Pick up some confidence with the win and maybe we get something. But apart from that, I think, ugh, the, the league's right off for us. The league, I mean, it's gone. Chelsea's cruising at the moment. Top four positions completely out of sight for us, personally speaking. We just need to try and not lose. <laughs> and put all our eggs right now in the Champions League. But also in the Champions League, we're going to face who? A Bayern Munich or a Man City currently are flying. I know Manchester United did, did, did away with them on the weekend. But for us in the Champions League game, yeah, I don't know. Is that what the draw is? No, no, no. I'm just saying realistically. I'm saying realistically, those oh, are the sort of teams that Liverpool will be coming up against. And the only benefit we have in those sort of scenarios, the only benefit we have is that those teams will come at Liverpool and then we can start playing to our strengths. That's, that's the only benefit yeah. we have. Right now, if you're sitting deep, I mean, what's the stat? It's Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom. It's all the teams in the bottom half have come to Anfield and have done the job on us. It's actually, it's madness yeah. right now. We've gone from one of the best teams ever to one of the worst title defending championships. The only positive I'll take out of that 
is the worst title defense ever lies with Chelsea and Leicester, both uh, only collecting 37 fewer points than they did the previous season to be crowned champions. Right now, we're sitting on 41 points. So I think if there's something for us to play for, it's not having that title. That's, that's where I'm at as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Chelsea and Leicester. Chelsea and Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's pretty much... Tough times never last, but they're definitely lasting with you guys, man. Yeah, man, it's just difficult, man. And also, let's also, you just throw, like I said, you know, one of these things where something negative happens, it's actually 10 times worse than what it should be. I mean, the loss of Klaus Mother, the loss of Alison's father. I mean, these things are all unprecedented in a season, really. Mm -hmm. And then also, you've mentioned center halves. How many, I mean, best case scenario, Van Dyke never injured, right? You've got Joe Gomez. Yeah, he picks up his injuries. Also, previous injuries were from collision, not personal stuff. And then Matip. So if you're going to go gamble and say, we're not going to sign a centre-half and get rid of Dejan Lovren, by the way, then maybe, you know, you should be all right between uh, Van Dijk and whoever else partners up with him. But in this, and in this sort of conundrum that we have, it's just been, it's just one of those. And for us, as Liverpool fans, I think we're writing it off, focusing on the next season. That's all we can do, really. I don't know if anyone else wants to comment. Just to also I mean, mention here, I think one of the things that we are overlooking is the awesome story that Fulham are writing for themselves. You know, they were written yep. off. The, a lot of us on this show mentioned earlier in the season, they're gone, they're gone. It's not, they can't yep. win it back. And they've really turned it around. They've put together some fantastic results. And I mean, I was thinking last week how Spurs game against Fulham, like we've had a really good couple of results, but we only got 1-0 against them. And it was a bit like, oh, that could have gone, you know, that's a bit annoying. That, but, but now seeing how well they played against Liverpool, actually our result looks pretty good in the end. You know, getting a 1-0 <laughs> result. They, they are playing some fantastic football. And the belief that Scott Parker's got in that side is amazing. I think if they do yeah. end up surviving off of the position they're in, I think that's going to be one of the big stories of the season. And, um, you know, I, I think we mustn't also overlook what they're doing. I don't think this is the same as, as West Brom kind of scraping a result at Anfield. I think Fulham came there with belief and yep. determination and, 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 and they, you know, obviously you've got, you guys have got your situations and, and defensive problems and all of that, but don't 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 kind of understate what Fulham have done yet. They're they're playing some awesome football. I'm actually, Did anyone else? I've always liked Scott Parker. So they could have scored yeah, more goals, it? guys. My, my favorite player was on fire on the left wing there, guys. Adam Muller, Lookman, guys. Yeah. If you know, there's certain players in that Fulham team, guys. I could pick six players in that team and say these players deserve to be in a top ten team. From that captain yeah. Anderson to Lookman to Lamina. To what's his Maja now? But they've yeah. got good players, but they didn't look that way at the beginning of the season. They have grown huge. Yeah. True, true, first, yeah, true. The first yeah, half true. of the season, they did not look like players who deserved to be in the Premier League. The, the, true, they were the, all I'm hearing, guys, all I'm hearing here man. is Matt. Matt is building up his future Scotty Parker Spurs manager. I think that's what he's kind of angling here. And <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I think I think he. <laughs> I think he would be deserving of that. I mean, given he needs another two, three seasons in the Premier League, but I think he will get there in the end. And I love how he's come out also saying, you know, he's learning and he's learning as he's going and they're getting better and the team's doing the same. So, yeah, fair play to Fulham. Yeah. I think also, I think they know that I've got a soft spot for them and I've watched the game at the cottage. So, I think Liverpool are like, let's do them a favor. We, it's not like we, we're pretty shit right now anyway. So, let's just, let's just give the points. And so also, who, so who, who, do you want, who do you want to stay at? Fulham or Newcastle? Be careful with what your answer is. Well, you know my answer. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say, Nick, if we all chip in, can we buy you a Fulham shirt? And in that way... <laughs> I'd be more than happy to be there. I'd love that. I'd, love that. I'd absolutely love that, yeah. 
But um, enough about Liverpool and the sort of torrid time they're going through. Let's talk about a team that somewhat destroyed a run, a run that was on course to break a record, world record, much at Man United, Man yeah. City, Silo. You came on making a lot of noise. I think it's your weekend to make a lot of noise, man. Yeah, go for it. I, I, only, I only had one job to do today, guys, and that 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 was to make myself available for this show, guys. Whatever possible, <laughs> you know. You know? Um, because hey, man, Man United did the job, and ah, man, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, guys, when under pressure, he does the job. When under pressure, he does the job. Uh, <laughs> this is very different to what you've been saying about him. <laughs> no, but, but I've said this before. But when he's under pressure, I my prediction was a was a draw uh, for this game. Mm. Um, I didn't say we were going to lose. I never, I never knew. I never said we we're going to lose because I knew that Solskjaer somehow was going to get a, a result. So my my prediction was a draw. Um, and when he has a when he has uh, when he's under pressure, he does well. But it was a fantastic performance from from goalkeeper to 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 striker. Um, I can't fault their performance. Luke Shaw, uh, man, what, what more can I say about Luke Shaw, guys? Best left back in the Premier League this season, um, and he's proven he's proven himself to be to to get back into the England team as well. Um, and he just needs to stay fit. You know, he's done so well this season, scoring goals, assisting, creating chances. He's got, um, I think, what most most uh, most most chances created. Um, he's in the top five in Europe for most chances created, which, which is amazing for a left back. Um, yeah, man, and um, it was just a good team for performance, guys. I can't fault anyone except for the passing of Fred and McTominay, but otherwise, everyone else did, they, did their job. Uh, Martial turned Diaz and, and Stones into into. Ah, oh, man, like I don't know. Those guys looked looked like uh, knockoff defenders. He 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 hurried them. He turned them in and out. You know, he was busy. His pass completion. I think he only misplaced one pass. He held up the ball so well up front. And he wasn't supposed to even play because he only had a fitness test um, a couple of hours before before kickoff, and he passed the test. And he um, added to 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 the game uh, as one of our best three players on the day. And yeah, man, I think it's a it's it's a uh, the, the the victory was sweeter because it ended it ended their run. And I think everyone in the Premier League wanted that run to end. No one wants Man City to now have records of most consecutive wins. You know what I mean? So we did a favor for the rest of the league um, and also for ourselves. As the biggest team in Manchester, Manchester will and always be red. And that's three victories at the Etihad for Solskjaer, guys. Yeah, so, so, so that, that's, that was so, an interesting said, stat. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the only manager who's, who's managed more than three against Pep, who's managed to win more than he's lost. So he's, 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 well, got, a, well, he's got a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a holdover Pep there, Ole. So, well, Pep has yeah. so, only lost four games. He's only lost four games at the Etihad. And those three, I oh. think, are against Ole. Three out of the four. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, so someone was saying that... Uh, someone was saying that Man United should appoint a new manager um, and then just Solskjaer must just come in for the matches against Man City, Man City and go away. Assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> like in American yeah, football, where they've just got that specialized kicker who just comes on to exactly. the ball. Like, so exactly. that guy. <laughs> so he just has one job. A few matches against Man City the, uh, the season. We know we're going to be guaranteed some points, you know. So, uh, Marcelo, I've got a question for you there. Like, the results all good and well. And obviously, it's, it's similar to how I would argue that 
Liverpool are geared up at the moment as well. When a team's going for Liverpool, they do far better than when a team sits deep. And that's similar to the issues that yeah. United are having. So when they're playing against the City, I mean, it's perfect, right? But one of the things I will comment on is that Man City, uh, Man United definitely looked the hungrier of the two sides. They yeah. literally gave it all. And one thing I was really impressed with was how brave they were on the, I know the counter attack is sort of their, their whole game plan, but how brave they were when they were doing it. When they were breaking, there wasn't two or three players that were front. They were getting four, four guys yeah. into the box. So they did. They put some serious pressure on their, on Pep Guardiola. And again, he doesn't have an answer for it. Musa, I don't know if you yeah. want to comment in terms of Pep Guardiola. Is this his blind spot? Or do you think it was just the case of Man City players themselves somewhat having it in the back of their minds, the records on the line, they've lost previously to this side, they didn't come out guns blazing because they didn't look as sharp as what they normally do. Yeah, they didn't look as sharp as what they normally do, but I, I have to credit Man United for actually uh, performing to the level that they performed at because, as you mentioned, like uh, Man City weren't getting into those positions where their right full back and left full back were pushing into the middle of the field and dictating play for the rest of the players to fly. And that was a masterstroke from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, they came with the right game plan. The early goal helped, helped their confidence, helped them. 100%. Yeah, and... Well, change the game, the early goal, I was goal, expecting right? City yeah. to come back at the back of that just to be a bit more pumped up, but then it seemed like, yeah, Man United just kept rolling forward. Martial did have an excellent game. I can't take anything away from how he performed. He was holding those defenders to the back the whole time. And yeah, even like the subs that um, Pep had to make, yeah, to try and get uh, Walker in to add some injection and to actually do that thing where those fullbacks at Man City get into the sentiment position and start off playing from there. And yeah, I think on the day, I am still, I'm blown away that Man United managed to get a result. Watching it, I couldn't believe that this was happening because I was looking at Man United and it didn't look like a, a brilliant performance from a Man United perspective as well. It's just they did the right things at the right time, and that's you have to credit them. Yeah, you know, fair play. The, the, the most the most important thing is when we had the ball. Um, I think that first 15, 20 minutes of that first half, we could have scored more goals in that first 15, 20. We came out guns blazing, got the goal, didn't just sit deep, still tried to mm-hmm. attack. Um, obviously, Luke Shaw had a shot that, that was uh, blocked and had other chances where, where, where we were trying to create in that in those first 15. And then same thing happened. Second half also came out all guns blazing and we stifled Man City. And I think Pep, mm-hmm. you know, he took off Cancelo because Cancelo was a weakness. It was a big mm. weakness um, on the day. We were attacking on the left-hand side a lot. Martial obviously drifts to the left. Already there's Rashford on the left. And then Shaw was also um, you know, on, on the left-hand side. And, and we exposed um, Cancelo, especially in that second goal, where he tried to nick the ball off, 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 off Shaw. And, and, and obviously, I think Pep saw and said, OK, no, let me get someone who's a bit quicker in uh, Walker on the field. Uh, mm. But you know, I think let other teams try and, and, and do the same against Man City. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it should give um, Tuchel yeah, confidence. Who else has to play him? Um, uh, Nick, uh, Matt, you've already played him. Uh, yeah, Claudio and, and, and Mosa, you both need to still play uh, play Man City for, for, for the second time. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, you oh, sorry, Claudio, you lost, you lost before one, sorry. Um, Tuchel, um, Thomas Line Tuchel me up for that one. Is, Thomas, I forgot. Sorry, but I really forgot. I really did forget. Sorry, Thomas Tuchel um, is the, is the only one um, in, in this panel that still needs to play them. And yeah, I mean, you've so you've seen the blueprint, and and he's a clever enough manager. I think he could beat Pep as well. Yeah, figure that out. Yeah, yeah. 
Guys, yeah, Matt, yeah. I don't know. I want to talk about the conspiracy that is Matt for, for any of the shows that we do. He tends to rock up when his side does really well. <laughs> Not just well, really well. And I think in this case, Wonga Denga has been preaching it. He's been saying Bale's still the man for top, the Spurs. Top bins, <laughs> as everyone knows. Hey, but um, so 4-1. 4-1, what a hell of a performance yeah. from Gareth Bale. Not going to lie. There was, there was a lot that yeah. you're looking at when you're going. It's almost like Mourinho's comments saying, you know, he might go. He's definitely, it's up to Real Madrid going back, like him going back there. It was almost like Bale going, fuck, no, I do not want to go back there. And that's kind of yeah, what's happening I, now. Look, I mean, this has been coming. I mean, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that after when I, and I, I came on the show after we lost to West Ham, just to, to quash the conspiracy theory. Um, and, and it's not only for a good time. West Ham. Yeah, yeah. That, that, second half, that second half against West Ham, I mentioned it on the call to say that it was different to the previous times where we'd lost because it felt like there was something different. And that, that game, Bale came on for the second half and we were creating stuff and we were pushing and we, it didn't end our way. We didn't end up getting the goals we needed, but it was a different shape of Spurs. And I remember saying then, like it was, it was a frustrating result, but it was a different feeling that it had been. And since then, We've gone on this run, and Bale's been a big part of that. Uh, and and I mean, this weekend it was just it was phenomenal. It was the Bale and Kane show. They were, I, you know, talk about top bins. It was Harry Kane's first goal mm. that was just Jeez. unspeakable. It was almost yeah. dirty, you know. The, no yeah. one yeah. that doesn't you shouldn't be able to do that, you know. Um, and it it was it was a fantastic performance. What was also really good, really positive to see was we conceded that late goal right at the end of the first half. Obviously, given how the season's gone, very nervous. Like, oh, now we're going to come out. We're going to struggle. We're really going to get tripped up. But seven minutes into the second half, we're 3-1 up again. And it was just a great performance all around. The team really put it in. Obviously, um, Kane and Bale stole the headlines. But there was some great performances across the field. Regulon, every time he plays, we look more dangerous. He really does such a good job getting down the left, putting in crosses, creating chances. And he also pops up in spaces as well. He had a couple of shots of his own. He really makes space and does a lot of stuff. And Lucas Moura, I mean, that dude was phenomenal. He's like really pressing from the front. He created yeah, that, the that first, first goal. And yeah, and, and he just, he's just, I mean, I've always loved him. He's such a cool player. And obviously the, the hat-trick in Amsterdam, obviously he's always going to be a fan favorite, but he is such a worker. He really just pushes right. Mm, the, the full the energy. The full time he's on the field, he does everything. And Winks and Hoybier, I was a little bit worried about Winks being on. He hasn't been playing a lot. And I always worry he's not quite as, dynamic as like Sissoko or, or Ndombele or he hasn't been this season but he also had a really good performance him and Hoibier side by side were really solid at the back um, and and I think even Doherty he hasn't been on a lot lately and he also had a really good game so I think all in all it was a really good performance I was really pleased with the result obviously uh, and if I think it gives us a, a blueprint for how we could potentially end the season on a high obviously talk of winning the league and stuff is long gone but I think we've now got a serious chance to if we continue to play like this and continue to use the players that we're doing well we should be able to realistically get ourselves to top four. And I think we have to make that work now. I think we've shown that we've got the quality to do it. And and I, I really do want to see, I, I, I want to see more of Kane and Bale just banging them in. I remember I said at the beginning of the season, I must have said it every show, I just want to see Kane, Bale and Son on together. And, mm. you know, then for ages, I thought it was never going to happen. And now here it is. And it's it's beautiful. Like, I it's love madness. it. I want it every, Mate, every day. It's so exciting madness. to see the intensity that Tottenham are playing at, man. Like the... The quality yeah. of the distribution, the quality of the passes, the involvement and of the so many players to get involved. Yeah. yeah. They, it's super, they know super each nice. other so well. So the movement is so intelligent because they know where they need to be and, the, and they all know where the other guy's going to be. So, it's, I mean, and, and that so, comes off the training ground. And I know, you know, for all Mourinho's faults, one thing he does do is drill sides a lot. So they all know where they need to run. Yeah. To make, and, and, and that shows. They, 
you know, they make these runs. And the reason those passes end up looking so good is because they probably made the same pass 50 times on the training ground that week. And it's, uh, mm. it's, a, it's a thing of beauty to watch. Yeah, Not you know, see, that's, it's, it's funny you say that, Matt, because, and it's like looking when Tottenham had that, uh, just that slump in the season, um, mm. you've got a lot of people saying that um, Tottenham's brand of football was, um, well, yeah, the Merino set up Tottenham was probably the, I think Paul Merson, <laughs> in fact, was, he's the one that said that they actually play, um, what is it? He said the most un- unattractive football in the league. Um, and yeah. I was I was really against that opinion <laughs> because I think I think but honestly I think Spurs are just in a bad run of form. But when they when they win, it's it's definitely not unattractive. Even if they sit back and attack, the counter attack is something good to watch. It's not boring at all. Yeah, you know. Um, no, I agree. And even yeah. now watching them didn't now Mourinho, in this match as well. Didn't yeah. Mourinho come out recently and say yeah, people complain about our style of football, but we scored over 100 goals or something like that. I saw. Yeah, yeah we, did. we hit 100 now. Yeah, yeah, we hit 100 now. Yeah, yeah. and and pop the pass. I think that's uh, the thing on. Yeah, no, we do. We do create a lot, of, and it is our attacking play is nice. We haven't unleashed it enough. I think during our slump, we weren't creating enough chances, but when we do it, it does look good. I think the big test is coming. Obviously, we've got the North London derby next, and. The, the good results we've had, there's always been that, that caveat of... I mean, you're talking to the best team, in the real best team in Manchester here, you know, just watch yourself. You ain't won at 6-1 at Old Trafford this season. I'd love to come to your stadium, so you, uh, you better watch yeah, your yeah. mouth, man. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I'm more worried about Arsenal than you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I think wow, this guy. It's gonna he's, be he's, that, he's that'll won. be an interesting one because we've we've had some good results, but it's been, you know, there, there's always that caveat. It I mean obviously you can only play who's in front of you, but we did it against Burnley and, and Palace and and and, that. and fair enough, they're they're not sides who are really you'd expect to, to put up much of a fight. I think the Arsenal game mm-hmm. is gonna be far more interesting. Arsenal having drop points at Burnley will be really up for it and they'll want to prove a point, especially because we won the first meeting this season. So they're not going to want the double. Um, and I think so that that'll, if we can go into that game with the same kind of mentality and just ping balls around the park and create some fantastic chances, that'll be great to see. I'm really excited for that. Nervous at the same time because it could all come undone and prove to be, you know, all, all based on nothing. But still, it's, it's back to feeling a little bit more excited to be a Spurs fan. I'm very happy. Yeah, Matt, I want to, I mean, that's what it kind of felt like. The game kind of felt like a Pochettino side. It was end-to-end. They were really going forward, but they were still exposed at the back. And if you, if we're going back yeah. to the first goal, I think for Mourinho's side, one thing he really needs is he really needs to bring in a centre-half. I think that's what you guys need. There's some sort of yeah. surety at the back. I think he was putting a lot of his eggs in the, in the dire basket, and that seemed to have fallen apart. I mean, he even he was on bench on the weekend. So I think that's something he won't be happy with. But I think he's also going with the fact that he's going, look, I do have these players. Bale's feeling good. Bale doesn't want to go back to Madrid. He really wants to stay, and I'd like to keep him. So let me unshackle these guys, and let's get the best out of them. And now all of a sudden, they look like absolute world beaters, which is super, super mm. frightening for the rest of the people in the league, especially for Arsenal coming up. I mean, out of all the games, maybe it's something Bale's really gearing him up, gearing himself up for is like he's worked his way for this, this Arsenal game. I don't know what it is. 
But if I'm an Arsenal fan right now, especially if I'm an Arsenal fan called Wonga, who absolutely idolizes Bale, I think I'm triple <laughs> break. Top Bale's idolizing. The reason Bale is hitting form, guys, is that the Euros are coming up. Wales have qualified. Bale mm. loves playing for his country. He's setting himself yeah. up. Top fitness for the Euros. Uh, he wants yeah. to obviously do well for, for Wales a... and he loves his country. That yeah. adds up. I mean, maybe that's why if we're just a training play. camp for him, I don't mind. Like, it's it's maybe that's why he's been yeah. injured. Maybe that's what it's been. I, I think yeah. there's, there's, there's actually method to this madness. I actually think he's, he's planned it. He's got in his personal training and he's like, I'm going to get super fit. Even that when Mourinho is going, look, he's ruled himself unfit. I can't understand it. Maybe he's gone. He's like, no, 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 no. My personal trainer from Wales has said, no, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I need to save the game before the Euro. I think there's some, there's some sort of method there. I'm telling you, there's something in that. Yep. Yeah. He has to be yeah. just in time. <laughs> What's happening with Delhi Ali? Because uh, he so came he's also been that, making uh, he's been making more appearances. Uh, obviously, yeah. he played he played the Fulham game and he's been, he played at Wolfsburger. Um, I think mm. he's being eased back into the side. I'd expect to see him play this week in Europe. We've got Zagreb coming up, which I think is going to be a good game. Um, I'm sure Ali will be back for that. And he's also been playing really well. So he, he comes on mm. and he's also been following the system. I know. There were reports that he'd fallen out with Mourinho's style of things at the beginning of the season, which is understandable. He's a very kind of attacking, flair-minded player. Um, mm. But he came back and he... I mean, against Fulham, for example, he a big part of his job was simply just hold the ball, defend, you know, keep, keep try to keep control of the game. And he did what was asked of him. So I think hopefully we'll see more of him. And it is, it's a good redemption story because, I mean, you guys heard me talking about how sad it was to see him go. And I'd even said it would probably be better for him to leave and find football because he's a player who deserves to play. So I think... I still think there's potential that we'll lose him in the summer because I think he'll be looking and thinking he wants to take the next step in his career as a place for him. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, 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 was in he needs right more appearances. He, he deserves to be playing football. Yeah, he deserves yeah. to be playing football and, 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 and enjoying football. I don't, I'd hate to see him stay at Spurs and not love the game. So, um, But it, while he's there, I, I hope he gets to play more and, and, and keep performing well. And I think that's what's exciting about us. You know, you look at Spurs now and realistically, you know, those front four or five spots that you've got to fill, we've got a lot of players. I mean, just... Who guys who were who who came off the bench this week? Got Lamella, Vinicius, and Dombele was you know, on guys. bench. And, yeah, and Dombele was benched. There's uh, Lamella came guys. off, and, and I mean, and, you guys and see, you see with a blanket. You see with a blanket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you see him handing out blankets? Then when Kane came off and Kane sitting there, he brings him a blanket. Like, come on, man, you're warm. <laughs> so I think. I think that it's it's good to see, you know. I think the, the the squad's pulling together. I think the one thing Spurs has always had is 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 a good squad spirit, and I think that's been there through before Mourinho, even before before Poch. I think we've always been the kind of squad that's quite tight, and you very rarely hear about dressing room nonsense at Spurs. And um, maybe because in the past we've never had like those big characters, big massive players. We've never had the likes of a Cantona to come in and be divisive or whatever. Um, but I think that shows. I think the that helps when the squad pulls together and when they do, do go through like those rough patches and we come out the other side, it's that much sweeter because then the, the, the squad pulls together and makes it happen. So yeah, it's, it's, it's positive. I mean, we've been here before with Spurs this season. It could still all come crumbling down. I'm, I'm you know, always got one hand on, on what could go wrong. But <laughs> I think for now, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly feeling better now going into a game against Arsenal now than I would have been sort of two weeks ago when we were really struggling to do anything and, and, so I think it, it and I think it, it is good that in a way Arsenal it's kind of exciting that Arsenal are also in some good form. I mean Burnley game aside, they've been playing yeah. some pretty good football. And I think it, okay. it it'll be a good game for the and, and we haven't had a a, 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 a Spurs Arsenal game in a while 
where both sides have kind of looked dangerous going into it. It's always been one side. I mean, more recently, it's usually been Spurs that have been the team that's in form. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's always been kind of one side or the other looking dangerous. Matt, before we move on here, um, you're five points from that fourth spot. You've got a game in hand. Realistically, are you managing your expectations or do you think it's, uh, it's possible? Yeah. Top four spot. Look, I think we've got to go for it. I think we, mathematically it's more than possible. I think we've got, to, we've got to go there with the attitude that we can make it happen. It definitely won't be easy. We do have some tough games before the end of the season. We do also have to bear in mind that we, as much as we're, we're, we're flying and stuff, there, there's always a possibility that one or two key players could get injured and then we're going to be in trouble. So we've, we've, you've got to manage the, the, the expectations in terms of not, not, you know, I'm not going to bet money on it to, or whatever, but at the same time, you've got to go for it. You've got to give yourself, you've got to back yourself and say, there's no reason that we can't do it. Um, the, right. the, if, and I think the Arsenal game will be a big test in that regard. I think if we can if we can take three points against Arsenal, then I'll feel very, very confident that we can go on and challenge for top four. Um, <laughs> as but I mean, look, I think these are the things, if, if you're going to challenge for top four, you've got to beat the sides that are sitting mid-table. Um, and, and that's just how it's going to be done. Uh-huh. Mid-table club. <laughs> mid-table club. Mid-table comments. <laughs> Guys, we've oh, got man. we've got a new new viewer called uh, Tensei Duresi. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce well, it. Apologies if I get Tensei Duresi. Duresi says Manchester may be red. Manchester may be red, but England will be sky blue. Ooh, he that, that's... Ooh. Ah, okay. Would you rather take that? That's that's a good question, Silla. Would you have gladly lost the derby if it meant winning the league? Yes, of yes. course. Yeah, of course, yes. And that's probably how they all feel now. Like watching you guys dance down the street after the game, they're like, "Oh, but, 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 but it's like Everton, Everton beating Liverpool at Anfield, celebrating like they've won the Champions League because it's been like a twenty-something year wait." I mean, that's what's shame. Oh no! Now you're just saying Manchester United just like Everton. That's harsh. Come on. <laughs> so disrespectful. So disrespectful. You know, he needs to he needs to go and check who's got the most titles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Check no, we can also talk about the European titles. It depends which titles we're talking about, but let's not go down that path. This I show, mean, is, look, a, this show like... is a Premier League show and always will be a Premier League show. Come on. Not always. Not no, always. Not always. always yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next season might be a, a Premier League Sky Bay Championship Premier League show. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, man. <laughs> have to accommodate Nick, have to accommodate Nick James. Easy, James. Easy, easy. I'm very fragile at the moment. No, you fragile. You'll have to rearrange the cameras so you can have all of us in a row and just have Nick peering from the background. Can't you speak to Spurs and get that blanket that Rumbele was wrapped around and give it to Nick and make comfort him a little bit as well, maybe? <laughs> Okay. Keep um, that warm for the whole season. <laughs> Musa, Musa, big move. Musa, Al Listen, yep, yep, yep. 2 against Everton. This was a big game because all of a sudden Everton started believing, you know, they can push for Europe. This was one that yep. had to be won. In my opinion, it had to be won for momentum, for rhythm, for all these things we tend to say, these abstract sort of whatever concepts. And for Liverpool fans. <laughs> and for Let's be honest. Fans. It had to be won. And for Liverpool fans. And for Liverpool fans. You have to say it. In the end, yeah, man, I think... tell, us, tell us this game, man. Speak to us. I mean, we know Timo Werner ah, is still struggling, but... Timo Werner is still struggling, but his other German connection is doing very, very well at this point in time. It's been a while since we've seen Kai Havertz uh, performing at that level. And 
it's exciting, man. It's exciting to see him uh, playing at that center, attacking forward type of role, which he's done very, very well in the past at uh, in Germany. But um, it has been a little bit more challenging for him over the course of this this season mm. at Chelsea. And it seems like having the manager in, even the manager took a couple of weeks to actually field him and actually give him the opportunity to play. And I think the manager needed him to be on his tip-top uh, performance before giving him the opportunity. So, yeah, exciting, exciting, exciting. Look at form, look at clean sheet, look at the ability to put new players into the field, rotate the squad. Everything's good at, at Chelsea at the moment. Uh, players like Thiago Silva are now coming back onto the bench. Um, Kai Havertz is coming on to play, start, and then uh, create a master, uh, master performance. Uh, Timo Werner, yes, yeah. his scoring boots aren't on, but he's still so active and he's still getting in all the right positions. I wish like uh, we could see him score two goals, two or three goals over the next three games. Then we'd really have a, a, a fight at it. Eh? We'd really, really have a fight at it. Our past two weeks have been good to get a result against Man United and then to take this result against Everton means that we, we are putting ourselves into You just say then they'll have a real good fight at it. I mean, I think they're fighting at it right now. I don't even think it's an if and but. If not, I think they're favourites to get the Champions League spot. And then I'd even ask you, do you think they're even a favourite to win a trophy this season, whether it be FA Cup or whether it be Champions League? I think FA Cup, look, Champions League, I was mightily surprised regarding our performance against Spain's best team at the moment. So I was very, very impressed by Tuchel's performance there to get the guys to do what they do. And yes, we'll go, we may go through if we do keep the performance up against Atletico Madrid. But I do still believe that to win Champions League is a very challenging uh, ask. And especially in a season where you're getting a new manager coming in halfway in. Maybe that's maybe the it's a reflection finished. of how we did it the first time. Yeah, but Mateo also, coming in. Think about it. He also finished in the final last season, the manager. Yeah. So he's also got a point to prove there where he's going, look, I've gotten a taste for what it feels like to make it all the way, apart from picking mm. up the trophy. So maybe, maybe a bit of an underdog story in this sort of context when you've got the likes of Bayern Munich still in the competition, but maybe that's something he might personally be backing himself because I love seeing him on the sidelines. I love seeing him. He, he's got that passion. He's got that energy. You can literally see 100% there's conviction in everything that he says. He genuinely believes it, and I think that's coming across with the players, and I think that's where the players, the large chunk of the squad seem directionless. I think they now have the rudder where he's steering it. I don't know, Mossa. What do you think? Yeah, and it, it's, he's given a platform for a lot of new players to put their hands up, you know, like players like Marcus Alonso, uh, players like Hudson Adoy. They're now featuring a little bit more under yeah. uh, Thomas Tuchel. He even like had comments about MSN, yeah. And other players that are like were seen as not part of the plans. It seems like because they're working hard at training, they're performing very, very well. The coach is keeping that in his mind and he's putting that uh, commentary forward to the world, which is, it must be super exciting to be any of those players in this Chelsea squad at the moment because they know if they look sharp, if they perform well at training, they can put their hands up to actually get into the squad, which is, yeah, and the squad is doing really well. No matter the rotations that do take place, yes, we lost at Thiago Silva a couple of weeks back. We uh, had to change a few things between Kante and Jorginho, but Kante. we never lost any of that r rhythm. And it's it's super exciting to see to see the manager actually come out with that. With when, that when is when is when is Werner scoring again? <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the diary. That's my team. That's my team here. 
Like, what if he scores a goal and then they never win again? I would <laughs> don't even let him score. Stop passing to you. Him. know what surprised just, me just yesterday? Like, you're a non goal scoring striker, you're just like Bobby Firmino. <laughs> defensive striker. Defensive striker. <laughs> yeah, well, surprisingly, yesterday there was a there was a, a set piece, a corner which they took, which was straight from the training ground, and the yeah. end of that set piece was to get to Werner yeah. for him to slot it in like a cane. And that was, yeah, <laughs> it was dreams. It went, it went like there, bro. I was like, oh, guys, really? Could, could, you guys, could you guys could you guys someone else or maybe maybe the training ground exercises to have mount at the end of it and then they forgot yeah. him the field and it was like oh Verla you have to be the guy and like oh uh, maybe on the training ground that. they just oh, use man. on the training ground they just use a cone and they were like look Verna all you gotta do is stand still like this Get cone. and then after <laughs> what is it like maybe under his shirt yeah. he's still got the Hawaiian shirt tucked in like he's just not living <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's stuff like that you know that was like uh, it's been very few times over the season where you've seen like those set piece training guard set pieces from Chelsea because of the the, the nature of how Frank Lampard was managing versus how Tuchel's managing now and it was nice to see that like there's actually some kind of coordinated activities taking place in the background which is mm-hmm. yeah refreshing Coordinated activities like yeah. your favorite PE teacher. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like un- well, PE. I never went to that. What do I mean? The sport? I just watched it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about Bobby Firmino, defensive strike. One of the things that I think might be a blessing in this sort of scenario is that he is actually injured. For tomorrow's game, so he's not going to make an appearance. I think Jota's it's it's good in a way because now Jota gets to have his fun in the sun with your manes and your salas. So let's see what happens from that perspective. But before we go, guys, that pretty much wraps up the show. I do want to say we have reached 100 subscribers on YouTube. So, how many do we have in total? Because I do remember last week when I was at, when I was playing indoor soccer, I made someone subscribe, and I think they were the hundredth person. I think they might have. So please get them on, and please tell them that we'll give them a special shout out here because they were the one hundredth. And you know, one. I mean, our target. <laughs> you know where our target is. You know, sky's the limit. Yeah, talking sundowns talk with Nick over there. But did yeah. you guys talk? Did you guys talk about that with Nick? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we yeah, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Now I'll catch. I'll catch. I'll catch the video tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We actually, we needed you in that conversation because you're actually the one that brought the... Listen, guys, just in case you didn't know, Celo does a lot of the financials and the books and things like that. But apart from that, <laughs> guys, also an investigative journalist and he knows exactly what's going on. He's <laughs> on the ground all the time. Yeah, you know, finger on the like pulse. Guys, I did, yeah. I, did, I did all of these different things to bring me some extra cash. I think then I'll even put more energy into it and I'll break some stories, uh, tell you get footage of Nick at the training ground. You know what I mean? Get footage of Matt breaking yeah, the window and going over you while he's doing his job there. <laughs> What's happening yeah. with Barcelona and uh, Messito? Is Messi staying? Yeah, Messi's yeah, going to stay, guys. Man, guys, Messi just likes the stories, man. He just likes the attention. The former president is back at the helm, guys. He's going to stay. Uh, the guy who appointed Pep is back, so I think he's going to stay. Oh. But yeah. interesting part is who's going to be the coach. I think he said he, he's going to let Kuman continue if Kuman does well. So you'll he'll assess at the end of the season if Kuman does well because 
initially it was Javi supposed to come back um, and uh-huh. be the coach. But, but if Kuman does well, he'll let Kuman be the guy. Yes, they'll challenge him. Yeah. If they let him go, they've challenged him. Javi can I come would... in as an assistant and then manage it. But guys, Kuman was doing the business yeah. there for Netherlands, for Amsterdam. They were doing the things there. They were competing, you know. He had a good side, and now all of a sudden, sure. one season, like, goodbye, Euros, goodbye for no. Madrid, you know. Uh, for, guys, uh, it's it's a, it's it's like if you ask now, if 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 Newcastle came in and say, "Hey, Nick, we heard about you from um, that you're a Newcastle supporter. You would help us from relegation." Do you think Nick will say no? Nick will never say no to the job. He will fl- take the first flight to 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 us uh, to the tune there to the tune army. And he'll be trying to help them. You'll be there on the training ground there telling Richie, telling, hey, Richie, don't fucking fight with me. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Stop fighting Darlo, you're starting. Debrevka, you're benching now. I don't know why yes. Debrevka's coming Listen. back. Darlo, you're the, you're, the, you're the number one. You're the best keeper in England. Let's go. Carol, you starting at number nine. Right, Gale behind. I can, I can <laughs> see his formation already. Made a miscalculation. It's just Bruce, Stevie Bruce won't allow all of this nonsense to take place. No, no, no. Not even Steve Bruce. Not even Steve Bruce. He said, he said, Richie, stop fighting. You forget the man's from four ways. Nick will roll up his sleeves and start fighting. He'll be fighting. He'll be fighting. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll get stuck into him. On that note, final thoughts before we leave. Oh yes, the last last question there. See, um, do you think? Ooh. What do you guys think about Kane? I guys, I think Kane. If Kane wants to win anything, at least when Steven Gerrard was at Liverpool, he won the Champions League. So at least, and he won the FA Cup. At least he won something. Kane uh, has won zero. Won, yeah, wait, wait, won, wait. Yeah, wait. Season's leave. not sure. over. Season's not over. He can still win something this season. He's, even if yeah, I'm not, I'm, and he, he, can, he, can, he can win the League Cup or the or the Europa League. Yes, yeah. he can. I'm not saying you can't. Fine, fine, fine. But, but what if Bale but this season, what if Bale but this stays? season, if, but this, what if this Bale, Bale has won four Champions Leagues? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, look, I think, I think it's, 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 I think we'll probably get one more season out of him at least. I don't think he'll leave this summer. Or if he does, it'll be to go on holiday, but he'll come back. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he'll come back. But uh, yeah, come back. But I, I think we'll, at some point, if we don't start winning the big stuff, I think we'll lose him. And fair play to him; he's he's a generational talent. He deserves to have some medals, you know. So yeah. I don't know. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. He's twenty-eight, right? He's twenty-eight, right? He's growing older now. Uh, and for the past three, three yeah. or four seasons, he's been literally firing on all cylinders. He kind of deserves some type of sort Okay, but fine, guys. Say yeah, he leaves. Say he leaves. Where does he go? Out of which club? Real Madrid, boy. But does Man he go City. there and be successful? Yeah, yeah he will be successful. 100%. Yeah. He has Very to successful. Guys, he's, A lot he, more he's successful. Surely, than, uh, surely. He needs to leave. He needs to I go. agree. I agree. They can't win Champions League with Sterling, guys. Sterling has played 23 matches against Manchester United <laughs> and scored zero goals. How how, how can you rely on a person who misses against the <laughs> well, I mean, they're probably relying on the fact that United aren't in the Champions 100%. League, so they don't need to play against them to win it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, sir. A little shot fired. <laughs> I can't wait to play Tottenham now. I can't wait to play Tottenham. I'm going to be the guy who's even preparing them for the, 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 the 
the training session. I'm going to be having the training session two days before Tottenham. I can't wait. You, 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 you. Pop up the team. Pop up the guys. Guys, you need to beat this team. Only reason why is because <laughs> Matt speaks too much and then sign Kane at the end of the season. That's but actually... you're going to pop up lads like Fred and McTominay. Ooh, scary. Yeah. Pogba, Pogba will be back. Pogba will be back. Pogba is okay. yeah. a week or two away from being back. Awesome. Okay. That's going to be a fun one. I look forward to it. Right, thank you very much for the questions. Come back and we we'll, we loved your questions actually. So you'll keep us going yeah. if you come back. We'll Tuesday, Thursday, we live. Yeah, yeah. Send, send, send an, uh, 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 a voice something and just so we can pronounce the name right. We don't want to mess up uh, the pronunciation. Yeah, please, man. We also we are. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're also on Twitter, so you guys can follow us there. We're also on Instagram. So if anyone else wants to follow us, don't forget to follow us. And also, yeah, Doresi, so we can pronounce your name correctly somehow and get that voice note to us. Yeah, yeah. And what? And, and Claudia is going to run a competition soon if you're a Man City supporter. So just watch out for it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. keep your eyes out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys. And if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, have Be a good cool. evening, everybody. Enjoy the football. Peace. Cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers, cheers.